Well, hello there. Welcome to the Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington. I'm Bill Knight. How are you today? It's Saturday, and we're into this weekend. That's pretty good. Yep. And the news, you know, it always leans left heavily on the weekend. I don't know that it's doing it so much because Joe is in such deep doo-doo. Um, and Hunter, too. I mean, Hunter. Well, you know, it's he interesting w- you should mention Hunter. He was on uh, a podcast. Uh, uh, I guess he's a rock star. You ever heard of Moby? Moby. Not Moby yeah. Dick, but Moby. He, I guess he... Yeah. I, I really haven't gotten into his stuff, but he does a, a liberal kind of podcast, so... Hunter Biden felt that this was a safe place for him to venture. And uh, he talked about why he thought he's being picked on unjustly right now. I thought you'd like to listen to this. Oh, let's hear it. Yes. Recognizing uh, your resentments and trying to let them go. That's the way that I do it. The way that I do it is, number one, I recognize that none of this is is necessarily about me. They are trying to, in in their most uh, illegitimate way, but rational way, they're trying to destroy a presidency. And so it's not about me. In their most base way, what they're trying to do is they're trying to kill me, knowing that it will be a pain greater than my father could be able to handle. And so therefore, destroying a presidency in that way. And so I realized that, that it's not about me. And then the second thing that I realized is that these people are just sad, very, very sick people that have most likely just faced traumas in their lives that they've decided that they are going to turn into an evil that they decide that they're going to inflict on, on the rest of the world. Amazing. This is this is a guy who's telling the world essentially that he's just a victim to all this. That, that yeah, he's it, a good guy. Yeah. You know? Do you know, I, I was listening to somebody to, to dis, uh, yesterday describe uh, how much money he spent on prostitutes and drugs. Well, I was just going to say, you know, the pictures tell uh, tell the uh, the story, and crack pipes, crack pipes, Hunter don't lie. No, they don't. And he he actually uh, spent. I want to say he spent about a million dollars on all this stuff, especially in two thousand eighteen. In two thousand eighteen, mm. uh, he was off the rails. Apparently, he was just. Blowing I don't and, think and he's on the rails. By the uh, way, by the way, Bill, he still. was he was writing it off a lot of it off his tax deductions. He would mm. he would hire some uh, uh, lady of ill repute, and then he'd deduct it, which I thought was kind of clever. I mean, you well, know, it was entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it, I'm sure it was. Holy smokes! Um, no. So, he, so if I did that, I would be buried under the cornerstone of the jail. You know, they still haven't explained what that cocaine in the White House was all about. You know. Uh, the White House has been around for a couple hundred years, uh, mm-hmm. l- a little longer, and uh, no problems like that. All of a sudden, the Bidens get in there with Hunter and his problems, and they find uh, a stash of cocaine, and, and the Secret Service kind of covers it up for them. You know? It's like, uh, well, uh, you know, it's, uh, we can't tell whose uh, cocaine that is, so let's just ignore it and forget about it. There's no victim here. Holy smokes. Anyway, yeah. uh, so Hunter was on the podcast. He doesn't go on the way, uh, uh, by the way, uh, to a conservative podcast because he knows 
he'll be uh, he'll be nailed. It's as simple as that. I mean, it's so obvious the guy has uh, got issues. You know, no one talks much about this, but they had stockings on the mantle last year and, you know, the year before for the grandkids, the, the six grandkids, yeah. but there's actually seven because, but there's one they didn't recognize because the child was the the daughter of uh, a woman he had a relationship with out of marriage. Okay, we'll just leave. And I guess that woman uh, was an exotic dancer. Mm-hmm. But, so the Bidens for the longest time said, that's not my kid. Yeah, well, Corilla Jill had a solution this year. What was that? No kid stockings on the, on the fireplace. No, just forget about that's it. That's it. Forget all the you kids. Don't, you don't need to have stockings. I mean, we... We're, you think that you're going to make us put a stocking up on the mantle for little Navy? By hey, the way, hey. she's a beautiful little kid. I mean, she's a beautiful yeah, little girl. You know what? She, no. you know, out of everyone there, she is the victim. Yeah, she is the innocent one, and that's that. But keep in mind and rest assured that uh, a, a stocking is hung for every little boy and girl in Joe's mind. But I have to tell you, I applaud the mom. I and okay, she. She came from a, 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 a kind of a weird background. You know, she was an exotic dancer, a stripper. Uh, she had a relationship with uh, Hunter. She got pregnant, all those things. You know, what for the grace of God go I, right? He who mm-hmm. has no sin cast the first stone, all that. Uh, but when she got pregnant, she had the little child, and then she's taken apparently good care of that little child. They think the child's about five now. And she mm-hmm. dresses her nicely, and her hair is done well, and she's taken care of. And uh, in the meantime, Hunter has done his very best to ignore and deny that child as being his. They did a, a blood test, apparently, and or a DNA test, and they, they proved, no, no, Hunter, that's yours. And uh, even with that, the Bidens reluctantly... Uh, acknowledged her at one point, but they didn't put a stocking up for her. So that's the kind of people we have in the White House right now. We have, and mm-hmm. we have somebody like Hunter who is uh, telling the world that he's the victim. He's the victim. They, but they want to see me dead because the pain would be too much for my father. Yeah, gag me with a pitchfork. Um, a lot of stuff, Bill. That uh, we got to take take an eye. You know, they they're throwing stories at the public so quickly that I don't think the public can truly grasp what's happening. Keep them confused. It's the old baffle them with BS, you know? Well, there's a big story that's going on that came out of D.C., but it's going on everywhere. Apparently, the voter registration in D.C. and other, uh, you know, (laughs) metropolitan areas. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Apparently, uh, they're registering eligible voters that yes. would be young voters new voters everything they're they're registering them uh-huh. at such a rate that it's 131 percent oh tell me that's that, not that's not efficient uh, registration huh i mean don't that just get... is beyond any kind of logical yes math anywhere you know you don't get that percentage return Yes. Hey, you know what? If uh, let well, me they tell did, you they something. did in Pennsylvania. Do you, do you remember during the yeah. last election they sent out a hundred and like fifty thousand mail-in ballots, and they got two hundred and twenty thousand back, which I thought was 
they must have multiplied when they were out there. Oh, they. Well, you didn't know that. No, uh, mallet mallets mate and breed. I didn't know that. The, yeah, they 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 did an experiment. They crossed them with bunny rabbits. And, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Holy smokes! You, well, yeah, you got a bunny ballot, did you? That's the one to get. <laughs> yes, vote today and vote often. Uh, so, so they have one hundred thirty-one percent return on the the registrations in uh, in D.C. That's why doesn't that surprise me? I mean, it's D.C. They're yeah. stacking the deck. That's all there is to it. I mean, you know, you got to know when to hold them, uh, know, know when, when to fold them. them yeah. And damn it, I'll tell you what, they know when to print them and sneak them under their sleeve. People say, well, how did you find that out? Uh, there's a watchdog group called Judicial Watch, and they're very serious about what they do. So, uh, they, You know, the big news, too, is that the Democrats are now saying, you know, Trump, he's got uh, MAGA informants inside of dc and uh you know the 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 democratic party there and he's looking for them come on now if mm. i had secret operatives inside of a group i would know damn well uh how to get in touch with them and when to say hey guys time to surface you know yeah. uh need your info oh have you noticed you know, bill have you noticed how many people now story. Uh, how many woke people are saying, oh, if Trump gets in, he's going to come after all of us and lock us all up. And, and uh, now, he he's never said that. He's never. He's first of all, he sir, said he said first day, I am going to sit there, close the borders. And what was it? What else was it? It was one and, other thing. And, di and uh, drill, drill, drill. Yeah, drill, drill, you terriers, <laughs> drill, or oilers, drill. But yeah. either way, that's all he's going to do. He's going to drill. And he's going to close the borders. Well, you know what? I will say the unspoken word: deport. I also deport think. I also think that that he's going to get the justice Justice Department to go after the treasonous people who have been messing up our country for the last four years. And if you don't think that they have been doing that, then you, you're just not paying attention. I think that you're going to find out more about January sixth of 2021 than you'd ever mm -hmm. dreamed of. I think you're going to find out that if you believe that that was a uh, a legitimate uh, uprising, I mean, if you believe that really happened, uh, I think you're going to be very surprised at how that uh, how that came together, how yeah. how they they actually planned it to happen. I mean, uh, it, it's sad. Also, um, another thing I wanted to play for you today. Speaking of President Trump. Uh, Glenn Beck, your old buddy from uh, your working days, uh, he had Megyn Kelly on the day after the debate, uh, mm, and she was one of the yeah. people who hosted it. And they were talking about, what do you think will happen if they put Trump in jail? And I guess that's a, a distinct, you know, she is convinced, by the way, as am I, that no matter how good his defense, he's going to lose in New York, no matter how well they they defend him in D.C., it's already a fait de compli, meaning it's a done you know, deal. The, the case has already been proven in his favor. It was before it started. It is a bogus BS case. Yes, but they're, gonna, they're taking they're taking the fact and turning it into fiction. But the fact of the matter is, it's D.C., it's Washington, and these people. I mean, if the guy. If the guy uh, was accused of murder for, for shooting somebody and they proved that he never had a gun, never had any uh, gunpowder residue on his hand, 
they still would convict them of it. That's the kind well, of people hell, they are in, in D.C. Fanny Willis, you know, I mean, she's saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to lock him up. Well, That's she's down in saying. Atlanta. We haven't gotten to that yet. but uh, Oh, yeah, this, because, I'm thinking, yeah, I got a story on her. Let's do your thing. Okay. And then we can talk about Fanny. Here's, here's Megan with your old uh, co-worker, uh, Glenn Beck. In D.C., in the federal case on um, J6. Yeah. You know he she hates him. That everybody right. knows that in D.C. The jury's going to hate him. That he thinks there's a there's some pretty good odds she will not release him from jail pending appeal after his likely conviction. So what does that do to the system, Glenn? That's why we have to have an undercard. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, but they the, they got to run all the way to the end. Somebody has got to run all the way to the end. We have to have an undercard. But, I mean, that is going to, that, that's just chaos in the streets. Oh, yeah. There will, America will burn if they put Trump in jail before this election. God help us. Burn. I don't want it. I, I just see the reality the same as you do. And we are going to need the National Guard city to city. You know, MAGA is going to rise up and there will be a lot of sympathizers who understand it and don't try to stop it. it this woman cannot be allowed to do that. Did you hear what she said? America will burn, she said. America will burn. Well, I'm going to modify what she said because she's saying if it happens before the election, if the left does what they're doing before, during, or after, it's probably going to burn because we're fed up. And you know what? I agree with, you know, MAGA, make America great again, but they've taken the name and, you know, soiled it. So let's just say MAGA means American. So soil the name of the American people, Democrats. Go ahead and do it. Here's the because thing. Because there's Democrats that say this is BS. Here's, here's the thing, though. Um, if Trump is president and, and they riot, I think next time he will send the troops out to squelch it. You know, they, they didn't do that in Seattle and Portland. Uh, I, I kind of thought that he would, but he, his hands were tied, he thought, by the governors of the state who didn't request it. And he, you know, he, he wondered whether it would be going over the line by just sending the troops in. I think this time around, where he's not running for re-election again, if they go out on the streets, the, uh, the same rioters that were out last time, the woke left uh, anarchists, I think you're going to find there will be a different result. You're going to see mm-hmm. military out there squelching it. Uh, and that's not something that's new, folks. If you're a younger listener, uh, you may not be aware that, like, back in the 60s, when they had, like, the riot of the Democratic Convention, they sent police with uh, tactical gear in, and they sent National Guard in, and they stopped it. Uh, th- that's what they used to do in, in this country. If you violated the laws... We didn't tolerate rebellion, and I think that uh, Trump, uh, this time around, if they do it and he's president, uh, you're going to see a different uh, way of, of handling the situation as opposed to the last time. But uh, she said uh, if they put him in jail before the election, she said America's going to burn, and, and that's a pretty uh, scary thought. But I do think, Bill, that I think this Chutkin in Washington 
is not only going to find him guilty, but she's not going to give him bail. She's going to send him to jail. I think that ideally, mm-hmm. see, she, she should have recused herself. If you don't know this, uh, pay attention. She worked in the same law firm as Hunter Biden. There's a conflict there. I mean, that's the way it is. She yeah. was associated with Hunter Biden. She's uh, got a personal relationship with the Biden family, and she's judging his number one opponent. She's judging uh, Donald Trump. So, uh, yeah, it is a conflict of interest. And, you know, I also sit there and go, you know, the fact that uh, she and Hunter work together, and Hunter's in serious trouble. Um, you kind of wonder if somehow they're going to get uh, get Hunter in the hands of uh, a friend. Well, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. You mean, I, maybe you like could explain that. Say well, uh, yeah, somebody that can sit there and dismiss and overrule. Oh, you mean a judge, you know, yeah. A well, judge, a friend, well, a well, friendly you know, judge to a, the family. A lot of people, you asked this yesterday, you may, may have forgotten, but how did they file these charges against Hunter, these nine charges uh, out in California with, with the approval of, the administration and you know the the attorney general. I did ask. I don't. And, I don't think they did have approval. I think that they just did it, and I think they surprised and blindsided the attorney general. So, and why is it out in California? That's the question. Well, I think it's, I think it has something to do with Gavin Newsom. I think Gavin Newsom figures well, if he can bring down Biden, he's got a shot at being the president. Well, yeah, you know, well, see, now that could be undermining within the party. Gavin is a loser and uh, a big mistake. They have got so much debt that's running around, and he's sitting there more worried about setting himself up for 2028 to be uh, be the uh, where the, uh, the the golden crown or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say it is. But, uh, Gavin, you know, why don't you uh, clean up your property and fix it before you put it up for sale? And uh, yeah. see if you got the credit to go get uh, the nation's capital because you're going to screw it up. And see, that's the problem. Let's say that they do kind of get it going again, or he steps aside and somebody fixes it, and he spends his time running because he's a golden boy. He looks good. He's not that handsome of a man. Not that I judge other guys, but the simple fact is he's not that great. In four years, he's going to be a little bit older. But the one thing that will never change is dirty deeds from the past. And his inability to govern. He is not a good governor. He is not a good leader. And he does not deserve the attention that he's getting. Well, I think you... Case in point. <laughs> I think you, uh, you you pretty well summed that up. Um, other things that uh, people are talking about. You know, if Trump becomes president, who's going to be his vice presidential candidate? Uh, and word on the street, this is from Axios. Uh, that they're talking about four individuals under the most serious uh, consideration right now. One is Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio. I don't know about that. I mean, well, uh, go ahead. I was going to say the last time he picked somebody from up in that area of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't work out too well for him, did it? No, no. That, uh, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll just leave it alone. Um, the other one under consideration, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She That's served. why they're attacking her right now. They're attacking yeah. her every way they can. Also, former TV anchor and current 2024 Arizona GOP Senate candidate Carrie Lake. 
I would go for her. Yep. I mean, mean as as a candidate. (laughs) Yep. And also, (laughs) um, uh, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, who I think would be uh, a good candidate. But now they're trying to soil her reputation, too. Um, Other people who are being considered, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is in the running, believe it or not. Uh, I think she might be too controversial. She is kind of, uh, well, they... I consider her like Jimmy Carter was, the dark horse. But at least uh, he was a peanut farmer, and he, he knew peanuts about being in the White House. Uh, she She's run a business that she had to buy from her parents, and they didn't give it to her. And she mm-hmm. kept it and made it even more successful. So she knows, she understands the fundamental basics of what it takes. Yeah. So she might be grassroots. But also, she's common sense, too. She's down to earth. Uh, First Lady Melania Trump, uh, her choice, the one that she's pushing, would you believe, is Tucker Carlson. She thinks he'd be a great vice president. She He has the persona well, and the and the, uh, the gravitas to... Well, let me uh, tell be, you, let me ask you, or I could be telling you, and women, listen up now. Mm-hmm. When in, in a relationship... Who really makes the decisions in the house? Oh. When... <laughs> yeah, I know. I know where you're going yeah, with this. You, you yeah, think, you I mean, I don't, had... I don't need to go any farther. Yes. And, you know, and, you know, perhaps, you know, men have skill sets. Women have skill sets. They have different ways of thinking. And uh, now I'll say that to, to back up a little bit with, uh, you know, Miss Lake, uh, it is time to put a logical woman at some point in time in the White House. Now, oh, well, we got Kamala. Well, again, I will yeah. say. A logical. Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Being the operative. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Lake is uh, articulate. She's smart. She's knowledgeable of the, uh, the issues. And uh, she uh, has no problem in front of a camera. And this is a media environment we live in. And at the very and she'll be just as viable. And uh, if you say, well, you know, she looks good now, I think she's going to look good four years from now, too. So she should be, you know, in office, in position to ascend and go up, you yeah. know. Boy, they're uh, going to do their best to tear it down, though, boy. That, that you watch the skeletons they pull out of the closet between now and 2024. Um, other things that happened this week that we didn't really get a chance to talk about. You know, there was the Republican debate, which nobody watched. It was on what, News. There was it, a was debate? On, it was a, it was on News Nation uh, this week. It was moderated by of all people. One of them was Megyn Kelly. I forgot who oh, the yeah. other people were. Uh, I think an anchor from uh, was it uh, Vargas? What's her name? Uh, I can't think of her first name. Yeah. Uh, well, did, uh, did you see Christie get in Megyn Kelly's face? Uh, oh well, yeah. As a matter of fact. She talks about that. People were asking. Oh, okay. She, yeah. yeah. She had a good point, though, on it. Yeah. What was, uh, what was Chris Christie saying to Megyn Kelly during the commercial break? Here's what Megyn said. So I'll give you guys some news. All over the Internet last night was a video that went viral of somebody in the balcony filming Chris Christie coming over to yours truly during a break at the end of the first hour and kind of getting up in my grill. 
and there was all sorts of speculation about what was happening there. I will tell you what was happening there. It was not off the record. He was pissed off. He was mad that he wasn't getting enough questions. And he said, you know, I made it up on this stage and I haven't been able to speak in a while. And, you know, I should have been brought in on that last debate. And, you know, I'm, I had a couple minds of it. I said, we're coming to you. You're going to be happy in the second hour, which I lived up to. But number one, he was right that in the last run, he had been excluded. And the reason that happened is because we let them fight in the first 40 minutes of the debate. And therefore, that comes at the expense of something. And where, where you insert yourself, Chris Christie, on this earlier fight, or that's it's all at the expense of something else that's coming, which is fine. We were, we were not wedded to our rundown. We, our goal, we had like 40 questions going out there. Our goal was to ask 10 of them, you know, in a perfect world. But the producers in the truck have to rejigger the rundown and move like our whole Trump block was supposed to be playing much earlier in the show. We had to move it. And anyway, the long and the short of it is the, the sort of even distribution of questions got mucked up by all the arguing. Having said all that, I knew very well that Christy was going to get asked a Trump question having to do with immigration at the top of the next hour. So it was totally fair to him. And he's polling at 2%. Okay, in no debate ever, and I've now done six of them, have we given as many questions to the guy who's at 3% as to the person who's in the lead, at least amongst the candidates on the stage. I'm sorry, Governor Christie, that's the way it is. And all said and done, CNN says this is the timing on the stage. Vivek got 22 minutes, DeSantis 21, Haley 17, Christie 16, and 52 seconds. So he was a half a half a minute behind Haley, who's tied up there for number one. So I don't want to hear it, frankly. We, we did right by him. He got a ton of airtime. That's what he was mad about. I like the guy, but just to break some news on what people are speculating on, Jim, they never like it when they don't get to speak. That's uh, Megan Kelly. And the thing I thought was interesting is she said the Trump block, the producers in the truck had to move the Trump block. That gives you an idea of how they do these Debates, you know, you think that they're kind of ad-libbing the questions and that they're mm. just coming off the top of their head. No, 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 no. They have things programmed it's like scripted. a TV show, and they know when they're going to go into the Trump block. That's the section where they get everybody fired up about uh, their opinions about Donald Trump. Uh, hey, but- you know, when you have a debate, it's, it's kind of like the old censorship rules from the FCC, and I think they're still in place. I used to use them to protect cover our heinies in Pittsburgh, but basically if somebody, you know, walked in, dropped the blank bomb on the air, I was covered because in the, in the course of a heated debate, you know, certain things happen, certain things fly and you're exonerated from that. Well, that's the same thing with their timing and everything. And Chris Christie not getting up there. You've got a heated debate. Yeah. They got a formatic thing that's going on, but when all the, the fighting goes up and uh, Vivek holds up the note and, and you see Nikki Haley's face going, oh, because she knew he was right, you know, but, you know, all the all the commentators could do is kind of sit back and let the pies or whatever you want to call it, fly, fly. And they did. When but they still had to ring. They still had a time frame they had to stick to. When Christie got a chance to speak, here's what he sounded like. Sure. Thank you. I want you all to kind of picture in your minds Election Day. You all be heading to the polls to vote. And that's something that Donald Trump will not be able to do because he will be convicted of felonies before then and his right to vote will be taken away. You know, you, look, 
Here's the bottom line. You can boo about it all you like and continue to deny reality. But if we deny reality as a party, we're going to have four more years of Joe Biden. When I, my colleagues here raised their hands and said they would support him even if he was a convicted felon, the bigger problem with it is they were confirming the lies he's told to the American people. If you're too timid to take on Trump, believe me, others will, get, will see that timidity. Xi, Putin and the Ayatollah, the border crossers on the southern border, and the criminals in our streets. They'll sense that timidity and they'll take advantage of that failure of leadership. We need to get back to an old American idea that every person is responsible for their own conduct, even a president. I'll be the kind of president who has the humility that knows that you work for the people. It's not the other way around. I will earn your trust. I want to earn your vote. Thank you, Governor Chris. He has 2% of the people supporting him. And that's, by the way, probably with a... uh, fudge factor well, of plus plus or minus two percent which means he may have nobody supporting him yeah and you know what there's a lot of things well you know it does bring up a point to be on the debate uh you have to you have to get a certain amount of fundraising be a certain place in everywhere just like in the primaries and i'm like going you know boy so you got you got you got to pay the entry fee in each state I kind of have a problem with that because that's, you know, grassroots America. If, if Jimmy Bob Smob wants to run for president and he has a point, he needs the opportunity. But, uh, you know, some of the things wrong, he talks about, well, Trump, Trump will be in jail, blah, blah, this, and that. You don't know that, Mr. Christie, unless unless you're you're uncloaking that you do know something that the, the fix is in and that's the way it's going to be and that he can't vote from prison. Well, that's funny because the Democrats are now trying to give prisoners the right to vote while they're incarcerated. So, you know, let's not even put the, the cart in front of the horse uh, on, on that accord. He has more uh, to say about he has more to say about Trump. Huh? He has more oh Chris Christie, he was you know, he he talked for sixteen minutes and thirty seconds. I only have like about uh, three minutes of audio, but all three minutes he was he was into Trump. Listen. The fifth guy who doesn't have the guts to show up and stand here. He's the one who, as you just put it, is way ahead in the polls. And yet I've got these three guys who are all seemingly to compete um, with, you know, Voldemort. He or shall not be named. They don't want to talk about it. The fact is that when you go and you say the truth about somebody who is a dictator, a bully, who has taken shots at everybody, whether they've given him great service or not over time, who dares to disagree with him then I understand why the Thieves Three are timid to say anything about it. Maybe it's because they have future aspirations. Maybe those future aspirations are now, or maybe they're four years from now. But the fact of the matter is the truth needs to be told. And for us to go 17 minutes without discussing the guy who has all those gaudy numbers you talked about is ridiculous. I'm in this race because the truth needs to be spoken. He is unfit. This is a guy who just said this past week that he wants to use the Department of Justice to go after his enemies when he gets in there. I mean, the fact of the matter is he is unfit to be president, and there is no bigger issue in this race, Megan, than Donald Trump. Unbelievable. And those Unbel- this guy is amazing. What he just said about using the, the Department of Justice. I never heard that. Well, he never said it. And as a matter of fact, if anybody's doing that, it's Joe Biden right now. 
using the Department of Justice to go but after. But he doesn't go after Joe Biden. He doesn't attack him. Right. He leaves Joe alone. But Why Joe, are but you doing that? But Joe is doing it uh, to his enemies. Joe is using it to go after the MAGA people. He's using mm-hmm. it to go after Donald Trump big time. All the indictments that they have. This guy, I don't know that you're aware of this. Do you remember Hurricane Sandy when Obama came up to New Jersey? And seriously, this guy, he did everything but uh, shine Obama's shoes. I mean, he was so happy to see Obama. And this was right before a presidential election, right before I think it was the one with, with uh, Mitt Romney in it. Uh, God, right. that was uh, that was a strange time. But the other thing is this. Uh, he is. Uh, he's. He also got a picture that will never go away. Never go away. You say, what are you talking about? A picture that will never go away. When he closed the beaches in New Jersey, nobody could go on the beach in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. A helicopter Good. flew over, and there he was in all of his corpulence, sitting on a beach chair with his family, enjoying the sunny weather. And to hell with the public. That will never go away. So for this guy to think he's ever going to be president, he's delusional. And by the way, when Trump was president, what many of you don't realize is this guy kissed Trump's derriere for a position. He wanted to be, I believe, attorney general and didn't get it. That would be the one way to get rid of Christie right now in the debate. Let him on in the next debate. Let him lead the pack. And Vivek, who likes to hold up signs, have the picture, just a nice, big, black and white glossy, and say, Christy, here's one reason why you can't be president. Exactly. You can't be trusted. And there that picture will be, and that would go viral, and that would be the end of Christy and him showing up on news reports and everything. But I noticed one other thing, and it's kind of an uh, off-the-mark comment here, but listening to him. Because I do listen to people. And, you know, he's talked about age. He's talked about health. And I've heard Christy a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. Uh, the point is, even though he's a big guy, he's had pep in his step. If you listen to him now, his voice is getting frail. He's not in the greatest of health. And I'm sorry, Mr. Christy, you can fix your problem. You know, it's not age. It's he had, diet. He had, I believe he had stomach reduction surgery. Yeah, he had he had uh, surgery for his way. It didn't work. But, you know, you listen to him. It sounds like he's out of breath. He's tired. And I'm going, he, you know, if somebody is one step away from a stroke, a heart attack or anything like that, I don't care if they're 20 or 35 or 65 or 85. If they if they look and sound not fit, I got to look at that. And he's not sounding and he's never really you know, looked fit. The thing that gets me about him is he's a one-note samba. Obviously, he's running for president because he hates Trump. It's a personal thing. He's running against Trump. He doesn't like Trump, and he wants to bring Trump down. He, I don't hear him talking about the great things he's going to do for our country, unlike a Vivek. By the way, speaking of Vivek, he had some things to say about uh Nikki Haley. We're marching towards oh. fascism under Biden. Jack Smith has subpoenaed every last retweet that someone has issued from Donald Trump in the year 2020. 
The only person more fascist than the Biden regime now is Nikki Haley, who thinks the government should identify every one of those individuals with an ID. That is not freedom. That is fascism. And she should come nowhere near the levers of power, let alone the White House. You know, I kind of like his enthusiasm, his directness. But I have to tell you, I heard a I heard an audio clip, a comparison video clip Mm -hmm. uh, of Vivek and Obama. And what they did is they took a speech or several speeches. He's, and they, he's and plagiarized he's, himself. He's plagiarizing Obama's speeches. Did you did you hear that? He's plagiarizing yeah. Obama's speeches. He's done that. You know, at least if you're going to plagiarize somebody, go ahead and run it through an AI and rewrite the damn thing and check for plagiarism. And then put a, tweak it a little bit more so it's it's yours. So at least you know that it's how you feel. I mean, somebody can say what you feel. And they articulated it pretty well. Go ahead and use the tools that are out there. But, you know, do you we're we're so busy in this society of attacking. Well, you know, Trump's ahead. I got to attack him. No, here's what you got to do. You got to make your case strong and clear of how you are going to do the job and why your way is the better way. Cut the name calling. Cut the lambasting, cut it, you know, quit throwing things at him to try to bring him down. You know, let the policies speak for themselves. If you got the better idea and I hear it and I go, that's a better idea, then I'm going to go. Now, doesn't mean that you, uh, your opponent can't meld that idea into his own, but you've got to be fluid. You've got to move forward. You've got to be positive. That We need, we need a leader. And that's why, by the way, Chris Christie is not hasn't got a snowball chance in hell because he is definitely not positive. He's Trump not is positive. a leader and that's all there is to it. You know, say what you will, but he is a leader. Um, another thing that happened this week that uh, didn't get a lot of talk. Uh, at least I didn't hear it in very many places. Senate mm. Republicans voted down $60 billion in new aid to the Ukraine in the U.S. Uh, on uh, Wednesday, holding out for radical changes to U.S. immigration policy before sending any more money to uh, the government in Kiev, uh, the corrupt government in Kiev, might I add. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's kind of interesting. Uh, they have uh, held up sending more money, and and of course I don't know whether you are aware of what happened, but uh, the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. Uh, he sat down with some congressmen, and he said, "Look at if you don't send the money, if you don't send the money, we're going to end up having to send uh, your children and your uh, husbands and your brothers and fathers to fight the Russians in Europe." Why the hell are we talking and raving, uh, waving the uh, sabers of war? Uh, the simple, and uh, I think it was uh, Trump Jr. that mentioned, and I've seen the reports on that, the real reports. Let's sit there and say, Ukraine's lost. It's over. Yeah. So if they've lost, there is no need to send military aid. If there's anything, go in and assess the damage and forget about you know, Zelensky and his government and, and anything like that, but the people themselves, I have the a humanitarian question. aid. That would be the only thing. And then, But then again, I don't know that I want to throw money out anywhere because they are so corrupt. How do you guarantee the money goes where you want it to go? 
Well, here's the thing. Do, do you really think there's an ulterior motive for them wanting to keep this war going? I mean, do you Absolutely. think that maybe they're trying to hide something? And as long as the war is going on in the Ukraine, whatever they're trying to hide stays hidden? Well, you know, well, yeah, there's the you go back to the bio labs there that apparently it's our bio labs, uh, which, boy, there's a big violation. So. Well, why didn't we blow them up during the war? Well, maybe if you blow them up, there's certain things. Kind of like the old movie, The Andromeda Strain. Yeah. Well, we'll go blow the hell out of it. Oh, no, that stuff feeds on on the heat <laughs> and everything. Uh, you, we don't know what they were experimenting with and what they were doing. We don't know what we would unleash. And I don't think they had enough time to get the, get the hell out of there. Well, uh, another thing that uh, we should uh, look uh, be, be concerned about is... Uh, the Republican Party is now poised to hold a one-seat majority in the House Woo-hoo. of Representatives. One, one Woo-hoo. seat, one seat. I, I, I mean, they have they have shot they have shot themselves in the foot. They had four seats, and they thought that was slim. And then they got rid of this guy George Santos, who was a who was a despite how he got into office, uh, maybe he fudged his resume and and hey. maybe but. He was a staunch conservative. He voted uh, in lockstep with the conservative part of the Republican Party. And what happens? They they go along with the Democrats with their idea that he shouldn't be in Congress, and they throw him out. Now they're short. Well, I think they envy the Democrats and want to be Democrats themselves because when the Democrats were in the majority, uh, look at the power they wielded. And now that they're in the minority— Look at the power they willed. So I guess we are fighting tooth and nail to get down into the major or the minority role because uh, we see how successful the Democrats are with it. They just don't get it. Well, they are. Uh, they're going to be short. Uh, Ken Buck from Colorado, uh, Mike Burgess of Texas, Kay Granger of Texas, Bill Johnson of Ohio, Debbie Lesko of Arizona. Uh, former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy from California, uh, temporary Speaker Patrick uh, McHenry from North Carolina, Victoria Sparts from Indiana, and Brad Wenstrup from from Ohio. These are people. Well, they were long enough to get all their perks for life, so that's they, it. They got that. They and, got, they and got the bells and whistles. Yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they got the bells, whistles, and uh, they got the little commemorative plaque to go with it. So, yep. For. Perhaps there's something else afoot. Uh, I don't know what it can be. I mean, Kevin kind of uh, unleashed said, yeah, I, I support Trump, and I'd like to be on the cabinet. Okay, so what are you up to, Kevin? What's really on your well, agenda? Well, that's an interesting thing. I didn't hear him say that, but you did, and uh, I think— Oh, Google made, it. It's there. It, no, it made me, it made me, it made me think, uh, well, maybe there's something going on in the background that we're just not aware of. By the way, do you think they're going to put Trump in jail this this week or next week or whenever the heck they... Uh, they... Well, I thought they were going to put him in jail uh, months ago because that's the way... You know, I can't believe what comes out of the news media because when I say it's owned, I literally mean it's owned and controlled. And I say that from a a discovery that I made, and I won't mention the company or anything like that, but... It used to be one of the fundamental things of uh, American media, especially licensed radio stations, yeah. that they had to be American-owned. Uh, the Murdochs could tell you damn good and well about that when they tried to, oh, you can't, you can't own media here because 
this is America and our media is our media. We can't have foreign influence on it. But a major company uh, petitioned uh, the FCC and, uh, you know, the, the bureaucrats in Washington to say it's in the public's best interest that we become 100 percent wholly owned by foreign money. And it was granted back in January of this year. And they are. What's interesting about uh, what's changed on the landscape of the media is that when you and I were young men and we were in broadcasting, uh, like you say, it was licensed through the FCC. There was a limit on how many stations could be owned in a market by by how many companies. I mean, it really was controlled back then, and there was some organization. And that changed, but what really has changed is cable and satellite television. Those things, for the most part, are not regulated by the government, and that's where the power has developed over the course of the past several decades. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, those are cable news channels. That means but that now the, go- the government wants to step in, take control, and regulate them. Uh, they can be owned. You can go get a, a website and a domain. You can geoblock it, or you can go global all over the world, and anybody can own that, that web domain because that's how it works, and that's just it. They'll control it. But, you know, I see a bigger, and this is a long debate, so I'm not going to really go down the path. I'll just sit there and say, you know why we sit here and talk? Talk's cheap. You know, and we've talked about, hell, 20 years ago when I programmed and we had a, a, a talk show, we were talking the Bilderbergers and the Clintons of the Bilderberger Society, you know, the rich wanting to control the world. Now you would call it the World Trade Organization. Well, I think that they've sat there and they've listened to us and they've heard us and they go, yeah, so what? You go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. While you're talking, we're going to go ahead and do what we do and take control of everything. So we're living in this paradoxical changeover that's already in place. You know, we have the CDC coming out just yesterday with another thing saying, well, we're in that uh, flu season again this year, and there's an uptick on seasonal flus. There's an Mm -hmm. uptick on pneumonia and other respiratory diseases, diseases, including COVID. So how do you protect yourself? You stay away from people. This is the CDC uh, director saying that you stay away from people who are sick, you wash your hands, and of course, you wear a mask. They want to get you back into the damn mask that doesn't work, friends. They want you to wear it because it shows a, a, a matter of control. If you're walking around with a mask, they got you. They got yeah. you. You're being controlled by them. It's a sign you know, that they got you. Mandatory mask. If you think back, I still, I didn't bring it down upstairs in my files upstairs. There is the nice little mailer that they sent about Joe uh, when he was running for president. And his campaign promise was mandatory mask mandates. How in the hell is that a a campaign promise? They they are um, shameless. They're shameless. And uh, everything that you hate. He was, that's what he was promising. Yeah. He was promising to lock us down. He promised to put us in mask. He said he was going to do well on the economy. But hey, Joe, you didn't do it. As a matter of fact, what was that? I saw a story, uh, Morocco is sitting there saying, you know, they don't care about what it costs Americans and what we have to spend after they come across the border that's open and invade our country. 
not their problem. Hey, Thanks a lot, Joe. You heard high the, gas we, prices. We played a tape Thanks, yesterday. Joe. We played a tape yesterday. You walk across the border, they hand you a five thousand dollar gift card. Five thousand dollar gift card. Uh, go out and have a good time. Maybe get some clothes. But you'll need some new clothes because you walk through the desert. Actually, you really didn't walk through the desert. They probably dropped you off over the other side of the hill uh, in a bus, and you walked across the hill. But that's besides the point. Uh, you get a $5,000 gift card. You get food, three hots on a cot. And also, every month, we'll give you $2,500, which, by the way, uh, for most people, is more than you get with Social Security. That's true. Well, you know, Jim, Marketing 101 you're starting a business. You want to. You've got a goal or an agenda. Do you know what the most powerful word is in the world? What's that, Bill? Free. <laughs> I'm sure. The, yes. So the border is free to cross. When you come across, you get free money. You also you're going to get free food, lodging. You know, you've got all. We're giving away our freedom to the illegals, and they have to get it from somewhere. So, Jim, we're mm. going to take your freedom away and uh, your money, and give it to these illegals. So, How do you feel about that. Over the course of this coming week, things mm. to look forward to. Things to look for. We're going to hear more probably about the war in the Middle East. Mm. Uh, we also have to pay attention. We know we have terrorist groups in this country. We're getting close to the holidays. We're getting close to Christmas. Uh, and uh, God forbid, uh, I'm, I, I worry about that. You know, crowds and people and celebrations and shopping. And uh, they're already admitting the FBI this week. Uh, Christopher Ray said uh, we have uh, terrorist cells in our country at unprecedented levels. That's what he said. So uh, I'm, I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about the war in the Ukraine. I, I don't think we should continue our involvement there. A lot of people think, oh, we should continue to fight. I heard, I heard uh, Brian Kilmeade uh, going at it with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy wants us not to be involved anymore with that uh, Ukraine uh, situation. And mm -hmm. Brian Kilmeade, uh, he was angry. And he was yelling just about at uh, at Ramaswamy on Fox and Friends on Friday, and I, I I couldn't believe it. I thought they were talking. They was he was so angry at Ramaswamy. He was talking over Ramaswamy's answers, and you couldn't understand what was being said. The thing is, uh, in my opinion, uh, the thing should be we should get ourselves out of that situation. I think that. If anything, we should sit down with the two sides and try to work out a negotiated peace that they can live with. You know, you we still have a big stick, and we still can say, look, at, we're going to use this, but right, right now we're going to sit you down and we're going to talk about coming to some kind of resolution so no more innocent people die in your country. You know, that's what they should be doing. But uh, you hear guys like uh, Brian Kilmeade, He's caught up in this whole propaganda machine. Oh, we got to send more money, send more money. You know, by the way, there's a guy who probably makes about 5 to $10 million a year from Fox. He has no money problems. But for the average Joe who has to, you know, count his pennies and decide, to, does this dollar go for food or for gas? You know, uh, he's not quite as enthusiastic about throwing his dough uh, at these people 
who just burn it up and steal it. So, uh, but anyway, that's something to look forward to this week too. The situation in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, they haven't. I, I'm going to say it again, Bill. You, I know you're going to cringe, but they still haven't found that 60 tons of uh, of uh, ammonium nitrate explosive I, I fertilizer because that got in your craw, and it, it's in my craw too. Is this the? I I know I, when we use least it, ex- Oh yeah, when we least expect it. It's going to come up and I'll go, damn, I wish I would have just mentioned that because we knew about this. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it's almost like the second coming of Christ. You know, it's going to happen. You just don't know when or where. Well, uh, nobody's and, talking about it. It's like, oh, it's only 60 tons of ammonium nitrate. Nothing to see here. Just how much keep could walking. you blow off the map with 60 tons? Oh, Bill. Uh, well, how much did they use to blow up the Muir uh, Federal Building in, in uh, Oklahoma City? A couple of barrels. Yeah, it was in the back of a U-Haul uh, van. And, and so what, uh, 500,000 pounds? Probably. Uh, 60 tons, you probably could blow a hole in some good-sized American city. Uh, yeah, oh, you could take a city off the map. Uh, plus, uh, an explosion that big is going to generate heat depending on how it's done. It's going to... I mean, the percussion, the it, it would be devastating. Yeah, but it's like they just, by the way, they asked Chris Ray, do you know where these terrorist groups are? And he didn't. He didn't know where they are. So, I mean, that. what are we paying you guys for? Are we paying you guys to go after the terrorist groups? Or are we paying you guys to go after the January 6th grandparents who are out there waving the flag on, uh, on the Capitol steps? Well, they're easier to catch, the grandparents. They can't run That's fast. true. That's true. Also, uh, I figured I'd end this program on an up note, mm-hmm. if we can, because a lot of things are, are so down. This story uh, came out yesterday, and I thought, my God, there are good kids in this world. Listen. Dozens of high school kids in Layton coming to the rescue of a mother and her two young children hit and pinned underneath a car. The kids actually lifted up the car so they could pull out the victims. All three are in the hospital tonight and are expected to survive. Your special Stan Rascone is a story tonight. Joins us live from Layton Christian Academy. And Dan, some true heroes this evening. Yes, really, some heroes out here today. You know, Layton Christian Academy is all about teaching their kids about loving and helping one another. That's exactly what happened out here in the parking lot today. The mom and two children accidentally hit by a car. They were trapped underneath there, kids lifting it up enough so that they could be pulled to safety. Girls, boys, it didn't matter. They just all took a spot in the car and and lifted it. Surveillance video showing students coming to the rescue at Layton Christian Academy, where a mom and her child were trapped underneath a car that just ran over them. Chris Crowder is the head of the school. I didn't really know what was going on. I looked across the parking lot and noticed the car and they were screaming. And so I ran over there and I looked under the car and seen mom and child underneath the car pinned. The mom and her two-year-old son and three-year-old daughter were hit and run over as they were walking across the parking lot. The little girl managed to get out. It was a split second. I immediately just ran into the building because I knew I had to get a lot of people to lift this car. The surveillance video shows about 30 kids surrounding the car and picking it up. An airman from Hill Air Force Base then pulled them to safety. We've got to just lift up enough to get them out. 
and the kids listened. They picked up the car on the one side, probably 20 to 30 kids, just an inch or two enough that the Air Force gentleman was able to pull them out. The kids were heroes as well as the gentleman that was there and pulled them out. Police arrived a short time later. The two-year-old boy was flown to Primary Children's Hospital. The mom and three-year-old were taken to the hospital by ambulance. All three are expected to survive. Something so routine can turn tragic really quickly. It's a miracle. We just have seen God do so many things around here, and this is one of them. Yeah, Chris tells me that the mom actually took the brunt of the injuries there because she was kind of cradling her son to protect him underneath the car there. She's having to go undergo several surgeries. A GoFundMe has been set up for the family, if for those who want to help out, by going to ksltv.com. Also, as far as the investigation goes, apparently the driver telling police that she was blinded by the sun, couldn't see the mom and kids going across. She's cooperating fully with police at this time. Mike Dini, back to you. Wow. That is a hero story. Boy, usually you hear such mm. tragedy, but that's that's such a good story. I had to play that. Uh, a bunch yeah. of kids went over and lifted up a lifted up a car. Youthful well, strength. Well, you know what? In in, in the heat of uh, in the heat of the moment, in uh, something like that, the adrenaline kicks in, and we have superhuman ab- uh, uh, abilities if we so desire to sit there and, and help one another in mankind. But, you know, we use our we use our twisted thoughts to hurt people, and that's just sad. And well, we, th- and we 30 have an administration kids, that does that. 30 good kids uh, today should be applauded. You know, we mm-hmm. hear all these, all, yep, we hear all these things about uh, about kids being screwed up and, and uh, you know, parading down a street uh, in uh, – all these different outfits and you hear all this goofy stuff that was a bunch of just good old American kids with the right attitude. And, uh, they saved a life. They saved three lives, three lives. Holy Mm -hmm. smokes. Anyway. Um, anyway, we, I'm sure there's other things that we should be looking out for this coming week, but I can't think of them right now because we're running out of time. I should point out if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. And, uh, let's see. Anything else? else? <laughs> I mean, um, we have so many well, different... Well, you know, we stretch it out all the time. Let's just not waste any time. It's the weekend, and maybe I'm going to go have a cup of coffee. I could go have a beer, but I'll have a cup of coffee. Say goodbye, Bill. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. That'll work.